What you gonna talk about today? Intrinsic. All right. Welcome to another episode of Intrinsic. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Martika McLean, but you can call me Tika. Before we get into this week's episode, let's pray and welcome God into this space. God, thank you so much for being with us now, and thank you for bringing my guests here and allowing us to do this together for your glory. Please help this episode to reach all the people that you want it to reach and let no technical issues get in the way. Thank you so much for loving us and being with us now once again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Today's episode is about innovative ministries, and our lovely guest who will dive into this topic with us is Fifalina Rakutoarison. Hello! Hi, Tika. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am very well. Thank you for having me. Awesome. I was so nervous saying your last name. <laughs> <laughs> no, you actually said it correctly. Most people okay. can't, so okay, thank that's you, a win. Jesus. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. No um, problem. Getting right into it. What is your ministry? Yeah. So, um, so basically, I work for the Ontario Conference. I work for the church. Basically, Ontario Conference is the the recruitment basically of all the Adventist churches in Ontario. Um, I work at the headquarters here in Oshawa as a media ministries manager. And uh, so basically I do all the media production for the Ontario conference, uh, for the different departments. And also I have some initiatives as well. And uh, I recently started um, a channel called Called Out Media, basically um, a platform where we share Christian media, songs, stories, and uh, presentations and Bible studies and so on and so forth. It's still in its infancy. We just started it, but um, and God willing, amazing. it will be able. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it. When I when I first saw it, I was like, "Ooh, what is this? This is cool!" And it's just, oh my goodness, I love the quality of the videos and everything is just so beautiful. Oh my goodness, it's amazing. It is amazing. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, at the when I work at the conference for the Amity Church, I I do a lot of um, you know, like presentations. Like I film a lot of kind of like really conventional things, mm -hmm. slightly boring things, but useful, important, mm -hmm. like, you know, like announcement and like stuff like that. Yeah. So I really wanted to have um, uh, a platform where I can be a lot more creative. Um, so that's kind of one of the reasons why I tried to make it beautiful. <laughs> and it's amazing. Your cinematography work is always on point, always. Thank you. How did okay. called out media come about? Yeah, so, um, so I like to film. I, I film a lot of random things. Um, I have, uh, I have a YouTube channel, like personal YouTube channel. That you do. You know, it's not. But we, I don't really have it to have like audience. I just upload like my travel videos there, like my random what? things. So <laughs> yeah, so I so so I like to to film random things outside of work. You know, trying to experiment with tricks on the camera and stuff like that. Um, and I thought that, you know, I, I spent a lot of time doing that and might as well use it, you know, do something a lot more useful, something that is useful to people, something that is uplifting to people, something that 
is more relevant rather than me just having fun. And so when I was thinking about it, I said, you know, um, I have background in communications as well as theology, and those are like two of my passions. So I thought if I create a platform that can really do both, where it's, you know, in terms of like cinematography, it looks nice, creative and stuff like that, but also it conveys a real Christian message. Uh, and that's how it came about. Wow. And you said you have a background in theology. First of all, you said so many different things that I'm like, excuse me, first of all, you have a personal YouTube channel. I didn't even know about that. Excuse me. I need no, it's, links. It's really small. It's, I never really intended to, you know, have like real well, audience. On I it. want to be it's the audience like... though. <laughs> sure. I need thanks. to see these videos. Thank you very much. I need to see these videos. Anyways, um, I would love to hear more about your education. Did you go to school for cinematography or you said that you have a degree in theology as well? So tell me more about that. Yeah, so um, so basically I studied uh, communications, uh, media communications as well as uh, theology. Um, so uh, my, my communications study is not completely focused on cinematography per se, it's more on communications, you know, visual communications, graphic design, video as well, part of it. Um, um, you know, like the cinematography part of it is a lot more self-taught. Well, at least I studied the, you know, the principles and all the, you know, the visual arts and stuff like that. Um, but um, uh, I studied theology as well on the side. Uh, I mean, I, I have bachelor's in both. So basically that's, that's my education. <laughs> okay, cool. All yeah. right. And why, why did you go for those degrees? Like, what is your interest? Why did you go for them? So why did I go for those uh, degrees? Um, there is a really long version of this story, but I guess I'm going to summarize it. So basically, I um, I grew up Christian. I grew up Seventh-day Adventist, um, you know, and um, I had uh, I've always been um, kind of rebellious in a way that I didn't want to be just Adventist because my parents were Adventist. I, I wanted to be Adventist because I was convinced that I wanted to be Adventist. And the, the home where I grew up really uh, encouraged that as well. My father, who's a philosopher, you know, encouraged a lot of like thinking and, you know, uh, critical thinking and all of that. So, uh, so I've been always really been interested in religion and theology and all of that. So um, uh, when I finished high school, I, I wanted to, you know, to learn, to, to go really, really much deeper to into the faith, into theology. But quickly I realized that I didn't really want to be a pastor. I quickly realized that I didn't want to like pastor church and like, you know, like preach every Saturday or whatever. And so I, 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 I you know, I mixed theology and uh, communications. So, you know, so the communications was more as a backup plan, but also as a mean to, to, to use the theology as, uh, as a, uh, you know, as a, as a as a mean of evangelism, as a mean of uh, teaching, you know, what I learned in theology, but not in the context of like a local church, mm -hmm. like a local congregation, but more using media and internet and yeah, all of that. Mm. 
Have you always had a passion for media? Like where, why did you think, okay, let me combine my communication and theology. This will work. This is the way I should go about spreading the gospel maybe. Yeah, that's a really good question. So um, growing up, I, I've had the influence of older friends who are in the, in the field. Uh, I've had some friends who are really into photography, graphic design and stuff like that. So at an early age, like 15, 14, I was already really uh, involved in, in that. And um, uh, growing up, I had like Photoshop in my laptop and I would go online to find tutorials and I would take my sister's camera and like take photos. Um, and interestingly enough, when I went to university, uh, my roommate was the graphic designer of the university when I was in first year. And uh, he was in, uh, he was going to graduate. And uh, he told me that he would recommend me to be one of the yearbook team, but I had to learn mm -hmm. more. And so he taught me. And after that, I was involved with like the communications of the student associations. I was involved with uh, communications uh, within the, the church at the university. And then, you know, I, and then I switched to the, you know, more formal education. Mm -hmm. And so since I was a kid, basically, I've always been passionate about media design, especially design, actually. Um, so it was kind of a natural, you know, um, thing for me to go, you know, from theology to communications and uh, that yeah okay so you've always been passionate about this type of stuff then i have although i'm not really good at communicating myself <laughs> i'm you know better behind the scene but hey you're great you know, at telling a story visually talent. though you're really great at that <laughs> so you are good at communication well thank you yeah i was wondering about called out media what's the purpose um, or intention behind it? Why did you create it? Yeah, so basically um, the audience for Call That Media, at least the audience that I'm hoping to reach um, are um, people who like to watch beautiful things online. <laughs> uh, and so this is the way I look at it. Um, I, I watch a lot of videos online. Uh, I, I really do, uh, I, 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 you know, I use YouTube like probably at least an hour a day um, for different things, for Christian things, but for non-Christian things, for music, for, for different things. And I really don't like watching traditional Christian videos. Sometimes like their content is so good, you know, like I, I watch like one of those big preacher and I really love the, the content and the concept that they're trying to, to present but I don't really like watching the traditional, you know, here I am preaching to you. Um, so I wanted to create something that I wanted to watch, basically. I, you know, I, I couldn't really pretend to know what people want. I don't know what people want, but I know what I want to watch. And I'm pretty sure that there are a few people out there that just like me who want to see Christian content, but also used to watch, you know, like uh, beautiful vlogs and beautiful you know, cinematography online. So I thought if Christian videos could be beautiful, I would want to watch it. And that's basically what I try to achieve for people who want to watch Christian content, but with a little bit more effort in the video making. Mm. Um, so that's basically the, the audience. Generally, I try to reach Christians. I don't really try to reach non-Christians. Mm. 
I try to reach, uh, you know, young Christians, millennials, and, you know, um, earlier Gen Zs, I guess, um, who are Christian, but who don't necessarily know much about their faith or who don't really take it seriously, uh, who don't really consume Christian media on a regular basis. That's kind of the, the audience that I try to reach. Okay. Yeah. That is so interesting. And I love what you said because you want to make beautiful things that's also Christian content. It's like, I, I see that for myself and that's why I created this production company is that I feel that there wasn't enough Christian media out there, especially coming from Seventh-day mm -hmm. Adventists. I feel like there wasn't enough, like there was barely anything at all. And when you watch TV or when you go on YouTube, there's so much on there that is such such a negative influence on people and yet that's what a lot of people and Christians are watching as well there's not that much right. positive influence influential stuff out there when it comes to media um, and so I want to make a world if I could make a world where people are able Christians are able to turn on the TV and they can see there's a Christian TV show on there there's I don't know 20 year old Christians um, kind of version of friends I guess you could say and they're just having a good time we get to see their daily lives and it's funny and it's interesting and the acting isn't bad right. because that's one thing about some Christian media is the acting can be very bad at times and so I really resonate with what you said I just there's not enough you you are right um I I, I think that uh I mean, I, you know, I know some Adventist people who do amazing things online, for sure. Some Christian people who do amazing things online, but um, for sure, it's not enough. Uh, I think that, you know, there is a need for more. And uh, it's the commission that has been given to us. You know, we have been told to, you know, make disciples. Um, and, uh, you know, the traditional understanding of make disciples might have been to go and mission trip somewhere or to preach in a local church or to have like this crusade or evangelistic campaign. Sure, all of those are important, but you know, there's also a huge um, audience online that um, is part of that world that needs to be reached. So, you know, might as well do our little part. You know, I'm not, I'm not expert in evangelism <laughs> online and stuff like that, but you know, I think it takes people who just want yeah. to do it and, uh, then would yeah. you say that the one of the best ways to reach people right now would be through social media and media? What is the best way to reach people? I, I don't think there is one best way to reach people. I think there are plenty of ways to reach people. Um, according to me, the best way to reach people is, you know, one-on-one -on -one in person, if, if you have to choose like the best way. Um, you know, um, there is, you know, like the Adventist Church has this program they call TMI, Total Member Involvement, Total Member Involvement, where basically one member, one Christian reach another person, one person. And if everyone does that, then, you know, the work will go much faster. And, you know, I have a few friends that are not Christian, and it's in my duty to talk to them personally and to share with them the good news that I've heard. According to me, that's the best way. Um, is it the easiest way? No, but according to me, that's the best way, like interpersonal relationship with people, because it's a lot easier, you know, to, um, it's a lot easier to 
to learn the gospel from a friend than it is from somebody that you don't know, you know. Uh, I, 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 one of the things that I was reading uh, last week was um, uh, when uh, Philip invited Bartholomew um, to follow Jesus. Uh, Jesus called Philip and then Philip called Bartholomew and he, because they were friends, he was like, yeah, is there something good that come from Nazareth, really? But sure, you're my friend, so I'm going to give it a chance. And then he became one of the greatest disciples of Jesus, who was a friend by the time. That being said, our duty is also to reach as many people as possible. And there, you know, where online evangelism comes. And so according to me, every means of, you know, sharing the gospel is essential and good. We just have to choose which one we are most comfortable with, which one we know how to use, and which one we are best at. For sure. I was just asking if it's like one of, oops, one of the best ways to minister right now, only because of the fact that we're in a pandemic and everyone's at home. Well, not everyone in the world, but a lot of people right now are at home and a lot of people are scrolling through social media and on YouTube and stuff like that. And I don't know, personally, I think it's one of the best. There's so many ways, like you said, that to Absolutely. minister to others and to evangelize. I think right now, though, the fact that so many people are on social media and are watching TV and stuff like that is just, it's like, I think we need to, and I think people really are taking advantage of, the church is taking advantage of this and is really going online and doing as much as they can, posting as many videos as they can on YouTube, doing Zoom cooking classes and stuff like that. And I think oh, that's absolutely. really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this, this, this pandemic is a reminder to us that uh, you know, we, we, we can't avoid being online anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, we, if anything that we learned from this is that we have to find alternative ways to, to reach people rather than the traditional ways that, you know, like churches used to know, and that is online. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. That's, that's totally true. Yeah. And to some who may be listening to this, they may think that this called out media may not sound so innovative. There's people on YouTube making Christian media, but I think especially for the SDA, the Seventh-day Adventist community, that this is very innovative because I know that the church recently was very scared of the internet and they were like, I don't, the internet is the devil. I don't want to use that. So let's just stick to what we've been doing all these years. So I want to ask you, do you have an opinion on why the church was so scared of the internet and saw the internet as the devil? That's a good question. Um, so yeah, I mean, the thing about internet is, you know, there, there are plenty of, there are a lot of bad things on the internet, you know, there are a lot of ungodly things on the internet. There are a lot of waste of time on the internet. There are a lot of, you know, even unsafe things on the internet. And usually we put the, the whole internet as the one thing. Yeah, because there are all of these bad things on the internet, therefore the whole internet is bad, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that's the case, you know, like there are, you know, like there are bad books, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't read the Bible, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm, uh, there are bad music, that doesn't mean we shouldn't listen to good music. So I, I think it's the same way. Like internet is just a platform. 
you know what I mean? It's just a platform like print. You know, print is a platform. Um, you know, radio is a platform. And internet is just one more platform that can be used to, 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 to share the gospel. I think we just need to be a lot more open to the idea that it's the mean of communications that we have today. Uh, I remember uh, I read the story of uh, uh, it is written, you know, one of those traditional uh, Christian uh, Adventist Christian uh, television where people were super skeptical when they started to go on television. People were like, whoa, like television, like that's where all the evil movies are. You should, <laughs> you should just stick with audio, you know, radio. Mm-hmm. And now people, you know, are okay with the idea of television. And I think it's the same way. Um, you know, there are still a lot of people out there who are skeptical of the idea of internet. And I think it's very, you know, important to be careful with our consumption of internet because, you know, bad content is very readily available for us. So we have mm-hmm. to be careful as to what we listen what to what we watch but as a platform there is nothing evil about it at all if anything it's it's great (laughs) yes and so that just makes me think why does the church get scared of new things something new comes up the internet's invented and the church is like that's the devil or hollywood becomes huge and and all these influencers pop up and people are that's all the devil why do we get scared of all these new things well why we're scared i mean i can't speak for the whole church but one thing i know is that we are very skeptical at new technology it's always been the case you know um the church has always been few years behind when it comes to creating content you know like for example like i created this platform online Called called out, you know that's 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 only behind uh, when you think about all the, you know the 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 content creators online that are already out there. So we are we are always you know following. We're not really the um, the, the pioneers head, the in um, in in almost any platform. To be honest, um, you know there are new platforms out there. For example, uh, you know like think, think of like TikTok, for example. Uh, you, I don't think there is any church on TikTok, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, because we're like, oh yeah, that's for young people. That's like waste of time. I wouldn't be surprised if let's say in two, three years, we would be like rushing to go to TikTok because, oh yeah, that's where people are now. Let's go there. Yeah. So I, you know, it's just, I guess, the nature of how we are, you know, skeptical at new technology. But as long as we try to do our best, I guess, then... You know, we, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have the answer to that, to be honest. But as an observation, I agree with you as to why exactly. I, I don't really know. It's it's the nature of a large organization moving slow, I guess. I but it just makes no sense to me. Like it frustrates me so much because the more I think about it, like we're supposed to be the head and not the tail. And we're supposed to be the ones that are pioneering, like you said, in this world, you know, and everyone is supposed to be like falling behind us as we are um, being representatives of God. God said he's gonna do a new thing. And yet every time a new thing comes up, we're like, oh, that's the devil. Like it just goes completely against everything that's written in the Bible, the way that we act. Not everyone in the church is like this. Let me not overgeneralize, but I just don't understand why we get so scared at times. I don't, cause, and you like TikTok, that was a great example. 
there's young people on TikTok and God said he's going to use the young people. So then shouldn't we be going towards where the young people are and try and use that medium to uh, spread the gospel and get some people interested in Jesus Christ? Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you. Hallelujah. 100%. <laughs> <sighs> I'm frustrated. Anywho. Uh, let me get back on track or else I will go on a whole rant about that, but I love the church. The church is amazing. I'm just frustrated about that specific thing. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, well, I mean, the thing is, um, you know, I understand a lot of people are frustrated, but some people take action like you do, like this platform, for example, Well, other people don't. Praise God. And if more people do like you, then maybe that would change things. And like you with called out media. I guess, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like I have to, I have to say this that you know, uh, as a you know, as a church organization, for example, here at the entire conference, it's a large conference, mm -hmm. but actually, as a you know, like conferences are very, very traditional. Like mm -hmm. you know, as because the thing about conferences and churches, basically, it's it's, a, it's such a large organization, and it moves really slow. You know, individuals can move faster mm -hmm. individuals can do things faster you know for example like you can wake up tomorrow and say i want to do this and you just do it mm -hmm. you know as an organization you know you go through a lot more process mm -hmm. but i have to say that like in our conference for example here in ontario we have administrations we have you know we have departments we have pastors that are actually really very open and that's the reason why for example me as a church worker i have the opportunity to, to create content like this and that's already, I think, good, because although what we do is really, really small, it's already one of the very, very few church organizations, church conferences out there that actually, you know, try to spend time and invest in creating content. Yes, yes, that's so true. And I love the content that the conference makes and that you make. Uh, I think it's honestly beautiful uh, oh, so, <laughs> oh, there was a question that came to my mind you were talking about oh, oh my goodness oh my goodness there was a question that came to my mind oh my gosh this is why I write down my questions you were talking about ha that's it you work for the general conference right no, 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 no. For the conference. For the conference. What's the difference? Well, so basically the Adventist Church um, is, is structured in a really interesting way. Um, so basically we have local churches and then local churches form a conference. So for example, in our entire conference, we, um, we have um, 120 some, no, 170 congregations, churches and groups and stuff like that. And all of that is forms one conference. And one conference has, you know, administrators and departments that basically oversee the, what these 170 plus congregations do. Uh, we have about 37,000 members, 30, yeah, 36, 37,000 nice. members. And then conferences, Multiple conferences combined form a union, mm -hmm. and multiple union combined form, uh, you know, the, the the general conference. But a general conference has its branches as divisions. 
And so basically we as a conference, so the general conference is like the headquarters international worldwide um, um, basically a regroupment of all the researchers. The conference is more region or province or area driven. So for us, for example, the conference in which I work is the Ontario mm -hmm. conference. It's basically all the researchers in the Ontario province of Canada. Okay. Yeah. And how did you give me a quick little something something about how did you get involved with the conference? How did I get involved with the conference? Um, so I used to work for a ministry, uh, self-supporting ministry, you know, so it's a Christian organization, but it's not uh, owned by a particular church organization. It's, a, you know, all the people work there are Adventists and, um, it, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's the mission of this ministry is to, to, to share the gospel Adventist message. So I worked with this organization. And um, at some point, I uh, was involved with the communications department of the Ontario Conference. I was doing some freelance work with them. I was working with the communications director. And um, uh, so after working, after doing all those works for the conference, um, they just realized that uh, it was better for me to work for them fully rather than me doing freelance works. And, uh, you know, we together also uh, initiated some... Um, some initiatives. And so the conference came to the conclusion that, yeah, they, they wanted me to work for them uh, on a full-time basis. And so that's the reason why I joined the conference. And what exactly is your role? What do you do? So, yeah, so basically my job is um, to, to, um, to assist uh, the different departments of the conference when it comes to media production, also to produce the conference produced events you know, um, that is being uh, consumed by the church members to produce uh, advertisements for some of our events and some of our um, um, places like Confronda and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and also to, to, um, to, uh, to create initiatives as far as uh, how the conference can be more relevant online um, and to, uh, to assist local churches with their media needs. You know, a lot of pastors call me um, to ask my, you know, to ask me to consult with them with, with their uh, equipment, with their platform, with their um, uh, equipments, basically. So, you know, I, I juggle bit, basically between all of those uh, initiatives, helping the departments, producing conference events and to help local churches, yeah. All right. It's amazing all the things that you're doing. You have called out media, you're working with the conference in this wonderful way. You're doing all these amazing things uh, and you're furthering Christian media for the good. There's gonna be people who are gonna be like, I can watch this content. I have no excuse to watch this negative influencing content. I can watch this content that FIFA makes because it's good, it's beautiful, it's awesome. What type of stuff do you post on Called Out Media's YouTube channel? Yeah, so uh, as of right now, we uh, we post uh, stories uh, because I really like stories. Uh, one of, you know, most of the content that I watch online are stories, are stories of people's adventures, stories of people's lives. So as of right now, we, we publish stories of uh, how people, uh, you know, spread the gospel, of how God has called them uh, because that's called that, how God called mm -hmm. them. Uh, so that's actually one of the big thing. 
Uh, I like to produce as well um, music, um, you know, Adventist music, Christian music. Um, and right now we are working on uh, two different contents um, that is going to be um, uh, bi-weekly programs. Uh, one is uh, a podcast on, um, on Christian living. Um, yeah. Basically, you know, like all within this context of being called out, like what it is to be called out, you know, what it is to be Christian. Uh, you know, when the Bible says that you, uh, you're a chosen generation, called out of darkness, uh, what, what does that mean? How does it apply? And what does that, uh, you know, how do we, how do we live Christian life? Uh, but within the younger generation context, uh, we're working on it right now. We will we, publish uh, very, very soon. And also, uh, we're also uh, currently working on um, creating um, answers to questions. And uh, basically this is uh, for me, in particular, because I'm, you know, I, I appreciate, you know, emotional Christian content, you know, content that touch the heart. I appreciate content that are beautiful, that are moving, but also I really appreciate content that uh, are intellectually stimulating, you know, like to, to answer um, the curious question of faith, basically. And you know this this is very interesting. And this is very important, especially for us. For example, in context here in Canada, Canada uh, has the highest rate of uh, college and university education in the world per capita. Really? And so basically, we have a lot of people here who are intellectuals in our church. Um, we have a lot of young people that are university, and and so basically, you know, while we are familiar with you know intellectual content. When it comes to academia, we don't always receive that in the spiritual and religious side of things. Mm -hmm. So I thought that uh, you know, like to create content that are a lot more stimulating uh, intellectually um, is very important. Also, you know, uh, something that I, um, I did a little bit researched on. Uh, I, I did a little bit of research on this. Um, so 20, 2019, um, uh, 2019 and 2020, actually 2019 in particular was actually the, the boom year of intellectual talks mm -hmm. and presentation online. Mm -hmm. So basically in 2019 was like the, the year when there was the highest amount of intellectual content online, when you start to see like people like, you know, like, uh, like Google talk and TED talks and LinkedIn education and so on and so forth, where you have people like, uh, where, you know, before, internet was the platform of entertainment platform of like vlogs and all sorts of things like that but then in 2019 where you started to see people like um uh, jordan peterson where they do like intellectual content but have amazing huge following and there are many many professors and intellectuals who are now joining youtube and joining the online platform to create videos uh, that are not entertainment intellectual and actually get a lot of traction. Um, and if that was the case for 2019, I, I think that 2020 and 2021 is even more of that. So basically the idea is, you know, to combine a little bit of, you know, content that are feel good content, but also content that's simulating intellectually, but also lead us to, to understand why we believe what we believe. Wow. I am excited 
excited. When I tell you I am rooting I for am you. Excited. Oh, <laughs> and I'm so happy that God is calling so many people to come up and in, in, when it comes to media, especially and, and create content like this, like I'm seeing one by one people popping up everywhere doing more and more of this. And I'm just I'm so happy. Like, God is so, so, so good. I am so excited for all the things that you are going to do. And thank you so much for coming on here. I mean, you know, we, we, we are only tools. We are only um, vessels. Um, as long as we are willing to do something, you know, I'm pretty sure God is able to, to give us victory. God is able to uh, use us mm -hmm. for his purpose. So, you know, it's not our making, it's not our talent. You know, there are many, many good people out there. There are many, many creative people out there. Um, we barely have, you know, any knowledge, but, um, you know, God is able. And uh, if he, you know, if he was able to, to, to make, you know, the, the apostles uh, speak different languages and, you know, like the disciples heal people and he will be able to make us, you know, he'll be able to give us the knowledge and the talents and the know-how to to use the modern platforms to further his work. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so no much problem. for blessing my ears and our listeners' ears with your knowledge and your goodness. That was so awesome. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Do you have any encouraging words to say to someone who is an aspiring cinematographer, aspiring filmmaker? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, a lot of people who are interested in um, video um, already like to make videos and, you know, generally try to make cinematic, cinematic things and try to make creative things. And the thing is, all of that is cool, but if you really, if you are already going to do that, why not bring people to God while you're at it, you know? Um, it's, it's basically using our talent for the mission, for the commission that has been given to us. Uh, I know I, you know I have a lot of friends who are amazing photographers. Uh, I have a lot of friends who are amazing filmmakers and stuff like that. And, you know, some of them do it for the gospel. Others do it for the entertainment, do it for whatever reason. And, you know, you, why not combine both? Mm -hmm. Because you know the, the 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 mission, the goal, and to 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 share the gospel and to make disciple hasn't is not only for the pastors. It's not only for the preachers. I mean, I'm not a great preacher, um, but if I if I you know if I have I know a little bit how to use a camera and might as well use that to you know for the gospel. And as I said earlier, a lot of people don't necessarily like to listen 45 minutes sermon online. But I probably would love to see some, you know, creative art for five minutes, ten minutes, and I'm pretty sure that different audience will be touched by different uh, people. And you know, a lot of people say, "Well, but I don't have the talent. I don't know." I mean, we all have talent. We all have knowledge of some sort of something. And uh, if you know something a little bit better than others, that already qualifies you to use it for the gospel. Or even the equipment. So, There's people out there who say, I don't have a fancy Canon, Nikon, or Nikon, Nikon camera. I can't do any of the stuff that FIFA does. I can't make content like that. Yeah. Um, 
I one of one I, I there are a few uh, content creators online that I follow that use their phones. Amen. <laughs> and they're big, Amen. massive, massive big, and actually think that the people like me are actually the problem. Where you know geeking too much on equipment. And sometimes forgetting that it's not about the equipment, but it's about the messages, about the content. Hey. And a lot of people, I've seen a lot of like award-winning um, content that are uh, created with really rudimentary equipment, and they're amazing. And you know, like example of these are actually uh, like all of those uh, vertical videos on TikTok and on mm-hmm. Facebook. Like people who are really big on those don't really have that much mm-hmm. equipment, but because they're fun, because they're entertaining, because they're interesting, because they are, you know, whatever adjective you want to use, then people people follow them. So it's the same thing for us. All right. Well, I'm motivated. Thank you. Um, is there anywhere <laughs> our listeners can find you? Any social media? Yeah. So I am on... Um, Instagram and on YouTube and on Facebook. So uh, at FIFA.joy, uh, uh, pretty much on all the platforms, basically, FIFA.joy. And we're going to find that personal and YouTube I... channel. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, you know, I put like photography on Instagram mainly, and I, I put some random content on, on YouTube. It's not, I'm not very regular. I'm not very consistent on it on my personal platform. I put some random content on, on YouTube. It's not, I'm not very regular. I'm not very consistent on it, on my personal platform. But, um, you know, there are a few things in there. And I'm actually not, you know, interestingly enough, I'm actually not a very big uh, social media oh, person. wow, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, you know, like Facebook and Instagram, I'm not very big at, in, you know, like, I know a lot of people who create a lot of content and stuff like that and who have like beautiful stories and beautiful, you know like I, I am not really one of those but um i am more on the occasional user side okay well <laughs> yeah. then thank you so much for joining once again and thank no. you to our precious <laughs> listeners for tuning in and chilling with us on another episode of intrinsic We'd be grateful if you would subscribe to the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or whatever platform you're listening to this on. Also, if you could leave us a review and share Intrinsic with others, that would be greatly appreciated. If you have any thoughts on today's episode or topics you'd like us to further touch on, email us at goeprd at gmail.com. That will be in the description. Thanks again and have a blessed week.